Welcome to Beyond the Benediction. This podcast is created for the exploration of the Bible, the examination of the church, and the expectation of the Christian life. We will cover topics that will both challenge and encourage you and help us to live lives dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Kevin Toomer. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Benediction. So glad to have you with me once again. This week's episode, Hurry Up and Wait, Your Timing versus God's Timing. I think this is going to be a very interesting episode and one that I think appeals to everyone. One of the things that all of us hate to do the most is wait. No one looks forward to waiting in a long line. (laughs) Just the thought of waiting does not appeal to us in any way. All of us in some area in our lives is very impatient. There are things that we want and we feel like we shouldn't have to wait for them. And this really happens when you bring God into the equation, because this is our thought process that we look at God as the one who wants us to ultimately be happy, that God wants me to be happy. And then there's something that we want. There may be some person we want or something that we want. And we say, this is going to make me happy. Then we do this simple math that if God wants me to be happy and this will make me happy, therefore God wants me to have it. (laughs) That's our logic in our minds. We just automatically assume that our way and our will automatically coincides with God's will and God's way because it's what we want. We don't like to think of ourselves in this fashion, but all of us, to some degree, are selfish. We put ourselves before anyone else. The thing of all the the little axioms and the cliches you say, you have to put yourself first. You can't help someone unless you help yourself. People use this phrase, and it's not even a real scripture, God helps those who help themselves. It's not a scripture. There's nothing biblical about the statement, God helps those who help themselves. No one in scripture ever said that. But that's the mindset that we have. We believe that what we want is ultimately what God wants, because we believe we know what's best. So the problem arises is when what we want takes precedence over God's way. And typically, if we really look at it, Our obedience to God is only as good as God's compliance with what we want. Think about that. As long as our desires are met, as long as we perceive that God is giving us exactly what we want, or we're faithful servants, we're blessed and highly favored. We're going to say all the church colloquialisms. We're going to be faithful. We're going to be praising God because as long as he's doing exactly what we want to do, Oh, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. (laughs) But the moment there's a delay or a detour in our plans, then we decide to depart. Then we decide to stray. Then we decide to ignore his commands because we are of the errant belief that, hey, I know what's best for me. And if this isn't happening, then I need to do something about it. Because somehow we've surmised that God somehow either doesn't care or doesn't know what's best for us. But here's a scripture that's a very famous one that I'm sure a lot of us have heard before. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. So the scripture here in Proverbs is making it clear 
that we need to trust God because, first of all, we are not God. <laughs> it sounds simple, but it's true. We don't have all the answers. We don't have all the information. But it says here to lean not on your own understanding and he will make our path straight. So we need to make sure that our timing never usurps the authority of God's timing. As hard as it may be to wait at times, as much as it's sometimes a pain to be patient because you see others that have gotten the same thing that you wanted and they got it before you. So now you're competing because you're waiting for God to do it for you. And somehow you feel as though God is not going to come through because it's not coming in the time or the fashion in which you want to have it. So in this episode, we're going to break down the differences between your timing, my timing, and our timing (laughs) versus God's timing. The first thing we need to understand is that our timing is limited and God's timing is comprehensive. So what does that mean? That means that our timing is limited in the sense that we don't have all the information. Our viewpoint is limited. Our scope is limited. We can't see beyond the next second. So how do we know if what we want is what's best for us during the time in which we want it? We don't have the wide view lens that God has to see what's around the corner. There's a lot of things that we received and we received them when we shouldn't have. And they turned out not to be a blessing, but a burden. Think about something in your life that you rushed to have, that you figured that you just had to have it now. And I'm sure it either A, was something you realized you really didn't want after all, or it was something that you wished you waited longer for because it may not have lived up to the billing. So it lets us see that our timing is limited because we only have a monochrome of information versus the vast amount of information that God has. Here's a scripture, Proverbs 14, verse 12. It says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but in the end is death. Now, that's a hard scripture to look at and to kind of think about, but it makes it clear that we don't always know what the best course of action is. And then sometimes it seems like this has to be the way God wants me to go. But without the benefit of seeking God or trusting in God, we have no idea if that's what his plan is for our lives. Remember, God is the one that's sovereign. He does not serve us. We serve him. We forget he's the father. We are the children. We have a society that is is not catered or tailored to waiting for anything. We want instant gratification. But sometimes, like the scripture is saying, instant gratification can lead to devastation. When we don't have the wide angle view and we don't have the benefit of trusting in God that says, I know I want this now, but there may be a reason why God is delaying. Maybe there's something he wants to do. Maybe there's something he wants to perfect. Maybe there's something else that I can't see that I don't have the vantage point of or I'm not privy to that he wants to do. So, In my limited wisdom, I'm going to trust his infinite wisdom. So our timing is limited, but God's timing is comprehensive. Let me get another scripture, another famous one of those of us who are Christians have maybe heard before. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 89. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, 
So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts? So you see that in the scripture, God is saying the things that you're thinking about, you don't have the same mindset I do. You don't know the plans I have. You don't know my ways. You don't know my perspective. And look at what it says. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and thoughts higher than your thoughts. Again, we mess up. We come into a situation thinking that we have the answer, thinking that we know what's best, thinking that our perspective is the only perspective. And that not only hurts us when it comes to God, but it it hurts us when it comes to dealing with other people. One of the worst things you could do is to be so close minded that you think that no one else's perspective could possibly be correct with yours, even as a Christian. That's one of the problems that we have in the body of Christ is that we feel like we can't be chastised. We can't be corrected by brothers and sisters. We can't be judged. I mentioned that in the previous episode. But as a Christian, we're constantly growing. We're constantly developing. We have not arrived. So if that's the case, we need to lean on God's understanding and his timing because we do not have all the facts. We don't have all the fact doors. We don't know every particular scenario that could possibly take place. I would much rather trust God and his vast wisdom and vast viewpoint than my limited knowledge and limited viewpoint. Because all of us have made judgments and made decisions based on limited information. And after we made that decision, we've lived to regret it. And we wish we would have waited. We wish we would have been more patient. And if nothing else, gathered more intel. In the case of a Christian, gathering more intel means leaning on God. It doesn't mean trying to find extra information so you can go do what you're going to do anyway. (laughs) It means trusting God and saying, my view is limited. Your view is comprehensive. You see everything. So it's in our best interest to always trust in God's timing because ours is limited while his is comprehensive. All right. So the next thing we need to know. And for the difference between our timing versus God's timing is that our timing is selfish while God's timing is strategic. Could it be that God may be delaying giving you what you're asking for because you need to be developed for it? Maybe he can't provide it for you until he's prepared you for it. That may be some personal pruning that has to be done. There's a scripture As Jesus says that every tree that doesn't bear fruit, he prunes it. So even in our work for Christ, he realizes there's some things that we need to show up. There's some scripture reading. There's some spiritual growth that needs to happen. It could also be that maybe we need to repent before he grants some things to us. Because in our selfishness, we forget about our sinfulness. We forget about the fact that we're coming to God as sinful beings because we come from this perspective that we're good people, that I've done the right things. I've gone to church. I've read my Bible. I paid my tithes. So therefore, I, quote unquote, earned this blessing. The Bible says God reigns on the just and the unjust. So you and I never earn a blessing. God is the one that's sovereign. He determines who he wants to bless and how he wants to bless. But sometimes it could be we have to repent before he can give us what we're asking for. Because the environment of the blessing must be conducive to receive and appreciate the blessing. All of us have had instances where we've done something for someone 
and they did not seem to be appreciative and it hurt our feelings and it made us angry. And we said, you know what? I'm not going to do anything nice to that person ever again because they didn't appreciate what I did. I'm not saying that God is that way, but look at it from that perspective that maybe God is saying you're in a position where I can bless you with something and it's not going to be the best environment for it because the blessings I give you aren't just for you. Therefore, someone else can, can grow and their faith can grow from it. But if he surmised that me blessing you is going to cause you to be more selfish and more prideful, then maybe he has to wait. Maybe he has to wait until you grow and some repentance and some developing and some changing and some pruning needs to take place. Look at it in nature. There are certain fruit and certain crops that can only bloom at certain times and certain seasons in specific conditions. That could be the same thing with us. That maybe God is saying, I want to give you this, but it has to be the perfect time and the perfect place so that the blessing can flourish and do the strategy that I have for it, the long reaching view, the long arching view that I have for it. Because again, when we look at it, we're selfish. We don't even come to God a lot of times in the right way. And then not only do we not come in the right way, in the right posture, but then we're not patient as well. That's a perfect storm to force you to wait. <laughs> Here's a scripture. First Peter chapter five, verses six and seven. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So now remember this. Just because God allows something doesn't mean he approves it. I want that to really sink in. We sometimes confuse that the things that we get as God co-signing them, as if because if I got it and this is what I wanted, and thank you, Lord, God is good. He blessed me. But sometimes God is saying, if you want to be selfish, if you don't want to trust my timing, I'm going to comply with your wishes. I'm going to give you exactly what you want. And sometimes he gives us exactly what we're asking for so we can see how much we really didn't actually need it. Because it could be, again, being selfish, maybe that blessing is going to take us away from him. You know, as much as you think it's going to be best for you, if it's going to counteract his plans for your life, and it's going to interrupt his flow of interactions with you and his communion with you, then maybe he's not going to give it to you. If giving you that new job means you can't read your Bible, maybe he won't give it to you right then and there. If giving you that relationship means that now you're not going to spend time with God, maybe he won't give it to you right then and there. Giving you that child that you've been waiting for, if it means that now the child becomes an idol over him, maybe that means he won't give it to you right then. Now, this may be something that's hard for us to swallow because we can't stand the thought of God telling us no, because we feel like he's for our best interest. But sometimes, and those of us who are parents know that a no can be in someone's best interest. So we're seeing that sometimes our timing is selfish, but God's timing is always strategic. We get another scripture, 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, 
but that all should reach repentance. Now, this scripture obviously is talking about salvation, but the premise still applies. In the context of Second Peter scripture, he's waiting to give everyone a chance to come to Christ. He's not going to strike us down every time we sin, just as he's being patient with us to give us a chance to come to him. He's being patient with us to give us a chance for the blessing to really flourish in the right place. So that then when we receive that blessing, when we receive that job, when we receive that spouse, when we receive that child, then it's going to be a blessing to someone else because their faith will be increased by seeing what God has done for us. So you see, we're thinking solely about us, but God's timing is strategic. He has a wide view of what he's going to do that we can't even see, that we can't even fathom, that we have no understanding of what's around the corner that he wants to do in us and through us. We love to say God has a plan for your life. But when we say God has a plan for your life, we don't realize that that may include waiting for that plan to come to fruition. So now what happens when his plan for your life includes waiting? So now what do you do? Do you abort God's plan? Do you somehow determine that his plan isn't for you? So our timing is selfish because we're thinking about today. God's timing is strategic because he's thinking about his plan. So what do you want to trust? Your plan, which let's be honest, more times than not, is going to fail or his plan, which never fails. Again, referencing the second Peter, he is patient because he wants us to reach repentance from a, from a spiritual perspective. Could it be he's patient with us because he wants us to be ready from a blessing perspective? It has to be on fertile ground so the blessing can fully bloom and those who see it can be blessed by it. The last difference between our timing versus God's timing is our timing appeals to our pride. But God's timing brings him glory. God, contrary to popular opinion, does not need our help. God has never asked for our input our suggestions, our thoughts, or our opinions on how to go about his business. But if you think about it, as simple as that sounds, that's in essence what we do. We go ahead of God and we don't wait for him. We feel as if somehow God has fallen short, so he needs our help. We, we need to do something because God wants me to have this, and it's not happening at the timing that I want. So let me Take it upon myself to basically act as God and to move on my own behalf. That's one of those things I was talking about before in the previous episode on the whole idea of manifestation. If you think about it, manifestation in a sense is not waiting on God, because who are you to say I'm going to manifest this to happen, which we already discussed in the episode. I I definitely uh, suggest you listen to that particular one if you haven't. But that's saying that you are going to make something happen regardless of how God thinks, regardless of how God feels. God has never consulted us to say when or how he wants to bless us or if he even wants to bless us at all. Remember, God is sovereign. He is not part of a committee. (laughs) He does not seek the input of others. And there's a scripture that perfectly says this. Let me read it for you. Isaiah chapter 40, starting in verse 13. It says, who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give advice or to teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? 
Did someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No, for all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. There are nothing but dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it was a grain of sand. So now you may say, how does this appeal to our pride? Because when we go ahead of God's time and let's say he allows it to happen, we don't give him credit. We think it was us. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at what I did. Again, the whole thing about the whole manifestation. It's a pride thing. We feel as if it was because of what we did, because of the, the legwork I put in or because of the efforts I put in or the sweat equity I put in. I manifested or brought this into existence. It was me. But look at what the scripture saying. When we do this, it appeals to our pride and God is marginalized. We're not thinking about how God made a way. Now, we may throw an addendum at the end that says, thank you, God. But let's be honest, we're thanking him because we want to seem pious. We want to seem religious. But in actuality, everything we did had nothing to do with God. We did not seek God. We did not ask for God. And most importantly, we did not wait for God. All we did was go ahead with what we wanted to do under the impetus and the misguided thought that God wants me to have. But it was all pride. It was all about me wanting this. And then when I got it done, okay. People know I'm a Christian, so let me go ahead and say thank you, Lord, at the end. <laughs> let me say thank you, God, for this blessing. Let me say thank you, Jesus, for making a way out of nowhere. Then we quote the scriptures. <laughs> we know all the scriptures that praise God for blessings, but we don't know any of the scriptures that say we have to wait for those blessings. And then we have Bible amnesia. <laughs> the moment we get something we want, he's worthy to be praised. But the moment he tells us we have to wait, now it's all about me. I put on my superhero suit and I make it happen because this is what I want. It's about me. And then at the end, for appearances, I'll give God a crumb of glory. But God's time, it brings him glory. Give you a scripture. Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 and 2. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant. And she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened just at the time God said it would. So now let's look at this story. I mentioned this in a previous episode, but it's such a powerful example. If Sarah and Abraham had been waiting for such a long time to have a child, and then finally, even after waiting, the Lord kept his word. And the scripture says he did it at exactly the time that God said it would. Who gets the glory? Not Sarah. Not Abraham, but God gets to do it because they realized in this scenario, when it seemed like it wasn't going to happen, and all I did was trust that God was going to be faithful and wait on him and his timing. And when it happened, God gets the glory. Now, there's a scripture in Malachi that talks about the, the, the priests robbing God in tithes and offerings. But if you look at it from this perspective, when you and I exclude God, we marginalize God and we do what we want to do because we don't want to wait for God. We are robbing him of his glory, too, because, again, we're making it seem as if it was because of our efforts. Now, there's a lot of things that we do to God that he doesn't like. All of us sin on a regular basis. But this is just my conjecture. One of the worst things you can do 
maybe outside of just idol worship, is stealing God's glory. And I think what he does is, again, I mentioned this in the previous point, he'll allow certain things to come to you, and then you get the full picture of everything that's going to come with it, and it's not because of he's involved. And he will let you bear the consequences of that choice. Now, he still loves you. And if you go to him for forgiveness, he'll forgive you. But there are consequences for you and I choosing to not wait for God. And that's the scripture we referenced earlier. Most of the time, it's not good. So even though it gets painful at times to wait for God, even though it gets frustrating to wait for God, it's always in our best interest to trust and wait for God. Because as we already discussed, our timing is limited. God's timing is comprehensive. Our timing is selfish. God's timing is strategic. And then our timing appeals to our pride. But God's timing brings him glory. And isn't that ultimately what we want? We want to have lives that don't just give us things. We want to have lives that give and bring God glory. And the best way that you and I can glorify God is to be obedient to his word and obedient to his will. And we do that by waiting on him. I encourage you today, if there's something in your life that you've been waiting for and you've been going to God for, you've been praying for, you've been seeking him for, don't get discouraged. Continue to seek him. Find out what the purpose is for the wait. Because the wait is never to frustrate you. It's to grow you and it's to glorify him. So be encouraged that as the saying goes, good things come to those who wait. And I believe godly things come to those who wait. Thank you again so much for listening this week. I pray that it blessed you. And as always, make sure your light shines brightest for the Lord Jesus Christ beyond the benediction.